the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock, start the kickback Hey yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on the North South Connection Podcast Network. Heading into week 11, I'm your host, the Cowboy. Your three-man booth returns two weeks in a row. We're hot. Um, coming up, a, an in-person in-person meeting on, on Saturday at, uh, at the UFC at Madison Square Garden. It was great to see you, John. How are you doing? Ah, Saturday was amazing, guys. Uh, the annual uh, USC, uh, beautiful. Uh, great to see you guys as always. Uh, you had the bestie Bobby and uh, and the fair lady. Uh, great to see you. you guys. Treat me like family. Uh, glad you guys could come to New York, and uh, it's always a great time. And and the fights are amazing too. All good. Absolutely, John. And you know, family doesn't mean blood, my friend. You're you you are family to us. Am I right, senior? The three-man booth is a family. There's no doubt about that. And it was an awesome night. It was great. I got to sit with John all night, which was totally awesome. And uh, we saw some historic-type knockouts, really. I mean, uh, the fight card was absolutely unbelievable. So, yeah, great weekend. Great week of football coming up. We, we, I know we're going to get into it. Some some good primetime matchups, kind of for a change, some real good ones. So, yeah, let's let's rock. Let's talk NFL. Oh, let's good ride. Time. Let's, let's good ride. times were had let's by all. Ride. And let's ride. Oh boy, that's how I was going to start the show. You guys stole my thunder. <laughs> Stomped on it. But after the much much maligned Monday Monday Night Football, Russell Wilson going into Buffalo. The three of us pre- predicted a Bills victory. No way they lose to Denver. Don't look now, but the Broncos have beaten the Chiefs and the Bills on back-to-back weeks. Let's ride! Let's ride! <laughs> but did the Broncos really win, or did the Bills lose? Hey, <laughs> and you know what? I mean, the the result is the result. The, Bron- the Broncos played a good game. I mean, they t- they yeah. turned the Bills over four times. Um, a little, little questionable the way... Peyton handled it at the end with having the field goal unit have to run on. I, I understand not wanting to leave any time for Allen, but you know, the luckily the bills had 12 men on the field when he missed the field goal. Cause he rushed it. So he screwed up and they bailed him out. And I mean, you know, the bills sitting, sitting at five and five, only a, the Broncos are only a half a game behind them in the increasingly muddled, AFC playoff picture. Uh, Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator, fired, which I I thought was a little ridiculous. And here here's why. I think the you know, there the, there were some turnovers, right? Allen Allen turns it over a bit, and then you know there was a fumble by James Cook on the first play of the game. I I felt like like kind of the the worst play of the game from like a play calling perspective, right? Which those are the coordinators was the second zero blitz. So when, when Den- Denver driving to, to win the game gets into field goal range, 
and the Bills call just a jailbreak zero blitz. It works to perfection. Wilson gets sacked. They're out of field goal range. So now they have to get back into field goal range. They're up the 45-yard line or so with a kicker who had in a, a kicker in a kicking game in general who, who had not been good throughout, throughout the game. And they the, when, when they were lining up for the play, like it looked like they were going to do the jailbreak blitz again. And I said to myself, no way. They have to be bluffing this. They have to be backing out of it. But no, they brought the whole house again. And, you know, Russ has been around for a while. He's not as mobile as he used to be. But, you know, if, if you know that's coming, you know it's single coverage all the way around. And all you have to do is throw it up. And that's what he did. And Judy didn't even do that great of a job selling the pass interference. But it was just so obvious that you get that call every time and it was game over. So to fire the offensive coordinator after that seemed a little a little ridiculous to me. Um, I guess Buffalo had to do something as they watched their season go up in flames. But, um, John, what, what were your thoughts there? Yeah, McDermott uh, just in desperate times uh, now. He's 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 got to be atop the uh, Black Monday list right now as as far as coaches that'll be uh, un, unemployed at at the end of the year. And it, it's just a it's one of those things where a, a bad loss like that and, and five and five low, low you know underachieving. Uh, he, he's 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 just got to he's just got to do something to show his team. Uh, but it just always comes down to Allen. When when he turns the ball over like that, they they don't win. And and when he doesn't turn the ball over, they have a you know a much better chance of winning. But uh, it, it definitely uh, some some shaky coach. And I don't see uh, McDerm- McDermott making it. Uh, and their schedule gets tougher. And uh, that's just a just a desperate move. But on the on the other hand, uh, you know the, the Broncos after they were the laughing stock of the league, giving up seventy points and. And all that with Russ, uh, you know, when it comes, you know, we're talking about coaching. I mean, uh, Peyton's not going to uh, go through a whole season uh, like that. So he, he, it took him a while, but eventually uh, he's going to figure it out. And uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. The tale of two divisions, uh, the AFC East, uh, uh, disappointing uh, 0-3 this week. And the, the AFC West, uh, a much maligned division. You know, we, we're laughing at you know, you know, everybody at the, besides Kansas City can't can't get it together. But they won. Uh, they they, they are, you know starting to improve. Went three and zero this week. So, uh, actually, I, I know the Chargers lost, but it's uh, still still improving. Close enough. Yeah. They put up a fight. The Chargers. Not exactly the '85 Bears. That Chargers defense. Uh, yeah, John. No, I I agree. In the like I had mentioned. The AFC playoff picture is crazy right now. So you have 14 of the 16 teams in the conference are four and five or better, right? With only the Titans and the hapless New England Patriots <laughs> not not hitting that uh, watermark. Um, this week, Buffalo, I mean, if there was ever a must-win game, I mean, I feel like last week was a must-win game. But the Jets going to Buffalo, Buffalo's season on the line. The Jets coming off, you know, this was another a primetime game that probably shouldn't have been in primetime. We had, I think we had, we had talked about this game and said, low scoring, that's what it was. Um, to be fair, John, I know you, you, you did a lot of defending of Zach Wilson and Mac Jones last week. And um, 
I, Wilson thoroughly outplayed Jones. He he at least shows showed an ability to move the ball. And then, I mean, Collins Collinsworth was saying it on the broadcast, and I couldn't agree more. Just they just can't put the ball in the end zone. And it's like something like when they get inside the 30 yard line, like something happens, like there's always a mistake. And then on their drive where they were driving to win the game, yeah, you, you knew something was coming and then the, the big interception did come. But um, at this point I would say, I think Zach Wilson is better than Mac Jones though. So low praise, I know, but it was something, um, but a winnable game for the Jets that they lose pretty much pretty, I, I pretty much a nail in the coffin. I think for their playoff chances, they would have to go on a pretty, pretty big run here. Um, they, they have to get this one in Buffalo. They beat Buffalo in week one on the funky punt return, Rogers Achilles injury. Um, the Raiders defense played well in this game. The Jets defense played really well in this game too, as they do every week. Um, so I think there's a world where Buffalo bottoms out. And there's four or five more turnovers and the Jets can win a can win a stinker. But at least for me, it's really tough. I, I, I can't I can't believe Buffalo is going to go out like that as maligned as they are, as bad as they've looked. I, I think I think they win this game. So I'm going to I'll probably regret it, but I am going to pick the Bills senior. Senior. Okay, I'm here. Yeah, when you look at the Bills' performance in that game, all the turnovers, all the mistakes they were making, and basically, you know, one of the big storylines with the Bills going into this game was a big part of the reason that they're struggling is all the injuries on their defense, three cornerbacks out, et cetera, and, and others. And... um the defense played well. The only reason they were in that game was that the defense played a good game. And as it went, you, you know, there were a lot, a lot of plays you can point at, the one you pointed at with the blitz. But, I mean, that's not the defense not playing well. That's a dumb call. But, I mean, if the idiots wouldn't have had 12 men on the field, all the other mistakes would have been erased and they would have escaped with a win. And it would have been thanks to the to their defense with a lot of second stringers keeping them in. So I really, you know, if that defense performs like that, they should be able to hold the Jets offense. I mean, the Jets never score a lot of points. Uh, once again, I, we may put the jinx on them again, but I mean, their schedule gets a lot tougher after this game. So if they lose this one, I mean, the season pretty much is over anyway. When I look at their schedule, I don't see them being a playoff team, but I'll pick the Bills to win this game as well. And it's a it's a funny thing, you know, going into the season as a Patriot fan. I said, boy, the Pats are down, but the rest of this AFC East is loaded. And now it's, it is not looking like a good division at all. <laughs> funny how things turn out. Yeah, I mean, it's either the second or third worst division in football, right? Either because, I mean, I think the um, New Orleans division is, is probably the worst. And then it is worse. the AFC um the Jacksonville Houston division. It's close. I think I might take the Jacksonville <laughs> Houston division yeah, just because of those two teams. <laughs> yeah. um, John. Bill's jets. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reluctantly make it a clean sweep. Uh, I, I I think that there's no way that Allen uh, his past two games against the Jets, uh, uh, probably a little like seven or eight turnovers or something like that. He he was the you know the sole reason for causing them to lose, you know, twice in a row against the Jets. Uh, I think they're gonna get a boost with the uh, the new offensive coordinator Brady and. Uh, they, they they'll figure a couple things out, and uh, as long as uh, Allen uh, uh, keep keeps the turnovers uh, to, to one or zero, they they should pull it out. But uh, if not, I, I would give the Jets. I, st- I still give the Jets a, a good shot because uh, they got the Miami twice the, the rest of the year, and uh, some winnable games. So the the, the division, uh, believe it or not, is still in play for the uh, the Jets even after these a uh, couple bad losses. Yeah. I think Miami twice is probably two losses for the Jets. Maybe one. <laughs> no. I, you, you might you might live to regret that. Man. Uh, we'll uh, see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it, you know, Miami, I know they don't they they struggle with good defenses, but basically if you get to 17, you beat the Jets, right? And, yeah, Zach Zach was uh, making some play. He wasn't getting much help. Uh, drop passes penalties uh you know he, he made, made a great run and uh, his, his side of his foot uh, caught the sideline uh, i mean he's close uh, he is closer than some others he's getting close yeah yeah uh, i'll give you the mac jones one i'll, I'll tap out on uh, on mac jones uh, you, you got that one but i i'm i'll still i'm holding out faint faint hope for uh, for zach we'll spend it we'll spend basically zero time on this but just for the listeners um so we got back from New York at about, I got home at about 4.30 in the morning. And, you know, like a like a good Pats fan set the old alarm and made sure I was up at 9 to watch Pats Colts from, from Germany. And John sent a nice text after Mac Jones threw the, 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 the worst, the worst pass anyone's ever seen for the last, the last 30 years. He said, he, 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 he manned up. He said, he said, and John doesn't give up easily. He said, I'm giving up. You're right. This guy's terrible. So there it is. There yeah, it that is. pass did it. That pass did it. We have our annual flag football game that we play in this, this Sunday. And I don't, think we'll see a pass that bad in that game <laughs> where we're I'll be playing a lot of quarterback to give you a uh, to, give, to give you to give you an idea the next game that I want to talk about there are some you know a couple of really really good ones this week and they were all, all involving teams from the same division so first I want to touch on one that we all got wrong um Cleveland at Baltimore so 33-31, which was not the score you would have expected <laughs> going into this game. Baltimore jumped out to a, a big early lead, pick six of Watson on the first play of the game. Um, but that Cleveland defense, even though that you know Baltimore did hang the 31 on them, that Cleveland defense made made some big plays, none bigger than a late pick six to uh, to tie the game, and Cleveland. You know, Cleveland wins it on a last second field goal, which was a which was a, a common theme this week. But huge, huge win for the Browns. Pretty bad loss for Baltimore in a game that they were in control of. Um, but then, you know, we're recording on Wednesday here. 
Watson played played his best game as a Raven. It wasn't perfect, but in the second half, I mean, he was fantastic in the second half. I believe didn't throw an incomplete pass, continually made plays to keep them in the game. Um, and unfortunately, season-ending shoulder surgery announced today. So they have to go the rest of the way with a DTR and or PJ Walker, Philip Walker, as their uh, as their quarter quarterbacks, which is a real shame unless DTR can can you know he didn't get a he didn't get a chance to prepare much the last time he played. Um, hopefully, hopefully, preparing as the starter will yield some better results for him because this is a legitimate team with a real legitimate maybe best defense in the NFL type of defense and it's just so hard to win especially in the playoffs um, and especially in such a competitive conference without a quarterback um, John what do you what do you think of this one we were expecting a defensive struggle and it ended up being a shootout kind of but with some really good defensive plays <laughs> Yeah, I was I was shocked uh, at the Ravens' uh, lack of defense that that second half, how they melted down. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll give them a pass because also uh, uh, Lamar, that was that was just one of those uh, plays where the, the deflection goes right into the hands and uh, for the pick six, that kind of turned the uh, the tide there. Without you know, without that play, they they, they probably still pull it out. The uh, the Ravens, but uh, yeah, the Browns looked like they were they were really gonna rolling, and uh, you know Watson finally getting it getting it together, and they were gonna they were gonna go in and uh, give them a good shot against uh, Pittsburgh. But with the uh, the injury news, and uh, yeah, it's surprising because they even though they they won those games at Walker, they they realized it was more their defense, and uh, it, it was it was more in spite of uh, you know Walker and uh, what they saw out of uh, Thompson Robinson in the preseason, they were they were impressed, although. It didn't translate in that first game, like you said, but maybe uh, you know, with experience, uh, there'll be some improved play there. So, but uh, I don't give them much of a chance uh, the rest of the season. Uh, the, the, tough, tough defense they're playing this week, so we can we can segue right to that game. So we have the Steelers at Cleveland. The Steelers, the smoke and mirror, the smoke and mirrors oh Steelers God. win another one. Um, it's. I mean, by every statistical measure, I think at this point, right, this is the worst six and three team in the history of the NFL. Like, I mean, they're doing they make like the the, the Vikings from last year look like, you know, look, 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 look like the uh, greatest show on turf Rams as far as dominance. So um, barely squeaking by the hapless, the hapless Packers at home. Um, they did get the running game going. They ran for over 200 yards. The Packers give it up on the against the run. Um, so real interesting game this week in Cleveland, Pittsburgh at Cleveland, huge game for playoff implications. They're both sitting at six and three senior to me. This is a, this place like legitimately could be like a 10, six, 10, seven type of game. And I, I actually like Cleveland to hold serve at home here. Even, even I think even with DTR, I think their offense is still like just as good as the Steelers offense. And I like the Cleveland defense a little better. And I like Cleveland being home. What say you? Man, this this ridiculous six and three Steelers season. Talk about catching another break. You know, OK, the schedule's about to get tougher. <laughs> Cleveland looks great. 
And all of a sudden today we get the announcement that he had season-ending shoulder surgery. Now the game doesn't look quite as tough as it did. Oh, I'll, I'll be puking if they if they see if the Steelers win this game now. Bob, you know I'm picking Cleveland. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if the Steelers can score on them. <laughs> it's a bad offense. It, I'm just going to go Cleveland on the basis of their defense, and hopefully they can run the ball a bit and. You know, I would have almost felt felt better if you know, if Philip was playing, because but I don't know. I'm not in their practices, you know, because he can get some things done with his legs, and he he's proven that they can win with him. And I mean, man, this this nonsense with the Steelers can't they can't just keep winning these games. It's awful. So yeah, the Browns. All right, so Brown Senior, are you are you predicting a shutout? Is that what I heard? I just want to get it officially on the record. <laughs> Well, if Pittsburgh scores, it'll be probably be the, the defense scoring or, you know, some fluky turnover or a return that gets them in field goal range and then they do nothing and they kick a field goal. But their offense isn't going to be responsible for producing any points. All right. I like it, senior. I like it. John, clean sweep. Well, I was I was wrong. Uh, Green Bay outgained the uh, Steelers in yards. Uh, so they kept that. They kept that streak going. <laughs> the Packers. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, Pickett managed uh, to get over 100 yards passing. <laughs> yeah, they got the ground game run. I, I don't see it happening versus Cleveland, but uh, I'd have to I have to see more from uh, from DTR Thompson Robinson. Uh, very inexperienced uh, and definitely uh, you know had a had a rough uh, one game. So I'm gonna go with the Steelers here. They're gonna take advantage. Of, they're gonna take advantage of the rookie. They're, they're gonna win the turnover battle and uh, right. and pull it out uh, eleven to ten or something like that. <laughs> I'm senior. I'm right. uh, seniors thrilled. Seniors thrilled that we're not gonna jinx the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. You got All it. All right, and now next. So an, another great game in that division. This one was the um, this one was the game of the week for me. Just just based on how impressed I am with this kid. So uh, Houston at Cincinnati, Cincinnati down um, T Higgins. Right. And, um, and Chase was, uh, was injured going in, but played very well. And Houston gets it done here. 30 to 27. CJ Stroud just continues to impress. I mean, every time you look up, this kid is, 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 is making a play. he, you know, I know it's early in his career, but he has he reminds me a lot of Mahomes, the way he can keep a play alive. And then, you know, seems to, you know, very accurate on the run. And I mean, just super duper, super duper impressive. This kid um, Cincinnati didn't play an awful game. And, you know, they had to they had to come back and it looked like it looked like they were going to win it. But CJ gets it done in the end. And. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so impressed with him, and I think, I think Cincinnati will be okay. But again, just with, with that slow start and with how jumbled things are in the AFC, every game is so big that you, you don't want to lose these home games, especially to other teams that are, you know, that you're competing with. Um, to that end, Cincinnati at Baltimore, the best Thursday night game I think we've had, we've had in a while. This is a great game. Both teams coming off losses. Really, really important game, again, for the playoffs and for, and for that division. So 
John, first talk to me about Bengals, Bengals Texans, and your thoughts on on Stroud, and then give us your prediction for Thursday night. Yeah, my thoughts are uh, the, the Bengals were kind of caught. That was a little trap game there. They were they were caught too much looking ahead, trying to conserve themselves for uh, Thursday, and uh, you know all, with the, all their injuries on defense uh, piling up, and, uh, and and Houston kind of snuck up on them, which is uh, and Stroud kind of snuck up on on uh, the rest of the league because because you look at their uh, schedule, the NFL, you realize that they they scheduled all the Texans games except for one at one o'clock and uh, the only other one was because of the Broncos because of, uh, you know, times, time zone difference. So they didn't schedule one Texan game for, for a Thursday, you know, all the, so, so far we're only a week 11 and, and, and how many stupid uh, giant games have we seen in prime time? You know, the Jets, you can understand because they're supposed to have Rogers, but uh, we've seen bears and uh, we've and seen Broncos. These, yeah. Again, all these shit teams and prep that and they, and they didn't schedule Stroud. And he was, yeah, it, it wasn't like, uh, and he was the second quarterback taken. And there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of hype last year that he might've been uh, the top quarterback taken. So it's surprising that the, uh, the NFL slept on it, but that'll be rectified because uh, with the new flex uh, Monday schedule, and there's already easy one I see, which is uh, December 10th. Uh, instead of the giants Packers, we'll probably get jets uh, Houston, uh, which is an easy uh, flex because, it, it, it's in MetLife anyway, so you know they're, they're both of the games were scheduled for MetLife. So uh, you yeah, just switch, yeah. switch one to one o'clock and. To you don't think they so, throw? Yeah. They keep Giants Packers prime time? Uh, no, definitely not. And, uh, <laughs> and, and and I'm sure there'll be a, be another one too. They they they're gonna have to make this guy the you know the, the more more of a face of the league. And he's playing phenomenal. And as far as uh Bengals Ravens, uh yeah, the Bengals uh stuff suffering uh, too too many uh injuries on their. Uh, on their defense and, uh, and with Boyd also, that was a, that was a huge play. So I'm going to go, uh, uh, Ravens to in this uh, short week, uh, to, to pull it out in a close one by a field goal. All right. Senior. Yeah. You know, the, in that game, the, the, if you remember taught at the end in, in a big situation, Stroud through uncharacteristically through his second interception of the year, and it, that, I thought it was curtains for the for the Texans at that point. But then uncharacteristically, on the next possession, Joe Burrow gave the pick back. And then Stroud took advantage big time. The, the, kid, the kid is really special, really special. He's not only putting up huge numbers. I mean, you look at he had what, another 350 yards or so passing after like 400 the week before. And this is against good teams. He also is put together the, the late game drives tying, you know, and he, he just, he's, he's got, he's got that clutch gene where he's got to be a, another guy where you say, don't, don't leave any time on the clock for CJ because he'll beat you. And I'm hearing through, through the mainstream media, and this isn't like sneaky Baker talk that we had before, like real, real MVP talks this kid, he's, he's, he's really in the running. In fact, if they voted right now, he, he might win the MVP at this point of the season. Uh, it's a quarter, yeah. It's a quarterback award. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. This kid's really special. Did they did they ever hit the jackpot? And um, as far as the uh, game, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. Bengals and Ravens should be a real good one. Um, I know the you know the you said of the injuries on the defense and the worst being 
at the end of that game, one of the last drives, Hendrickson going down, just a huge injury for the Bengals, probably the best player on their defense. But I just got a feeling that after that tough loss that Joe Burrow, I'm going to go with the quarterback thing. Joe Burrow is going to find a way to win the game tomorrow night. So I'm going to pick the Bengals in a close game with with Joe Cool coming through, maybe with a big drive at the end. Yeah, I, I'm with you, senior. I like the Bengals in this game as well. Uh, historically, Chase has had a really good um, good record. Um, good, good has had good games against Baltimore. Um, it, it's a coin flip game, and with Baltimore at home, that's probably the smart pick, John. So, you know, but just a gut feeling. I'm with you, senior. Bengals. Yeah, one one last quick comment about Baltimore losing to, you know, blowing that lead and losing to Cleveland. I, I'm really heartbroken that it, it was such a rough weekend for the Harbaugh brothers. I, I hope I can get over it. <laughs> I know. Kicking uh, them when they're down, senior. Has, has that, has that coach, uh, I think that coach just stopped crying about two seconds ago. To say, uh, <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, very was awful? That was ridiculous. (laughs) And then, guys, speaking of speaking of the Texans, what coming into the season looked like maybe one of the worst games of the year on paper actually has a little juice to it. So the Cardinals got Kyler Murray back last week, and I, I believe I picked the Cardinals. I was the only I was on that island. I don't get many right, so I'll crow about it a little. Um, the Cardinals beat that joke of an Atlanta team, 25, 25 <laughs> to twenty-five to twenty-three, and Kyler, especially considering he hadn't played in almost a year, I thought I thought looked very good. And it's a real interesting, real interesting end of the season for the Cardinals, not because of this year, right, but because of because of the future. If if Kyler plays well. Like Kyler's proven to be capable of leading a very good team in the NFL. And he, he was the number one overall pick, right? Like if Kyler plays well and they win a couple of more games, do they, do they, are they, are they no longer like looking for a quarterback and maybe, you know, eyeing a guy like Marvin Harrison or something like that. So it's very interesting, you know, for the franchise, this game specifically is interesting because I think Arizona matches up pretty well to Houston. Um, There should be a lot of points in this game. And just kind of, you know, Stroud's a rookie. I love him. I love him. But this is like the kind of game that that I think the Texans could lose. Senior, who do you got here? Was that a pick of the Cardinals? I mean, did you pick the Cardinals? I am going to pick the Cardinals. It's a game they they could lose. Sorry, I didn't mean to waffle. I, I like the I like the Cardinals in an upset here, Kyler. Okay, I love the way Stroud and Kyler played well, but I love the way Stroud and these Texans are, go, are moving. And yeah, I I don't think I think they're young they're young and D'Amico Ryan's going to keep them up. I don't think they're going to look past somebody like that. So you know they're they're just up and coming. They're playing with all kinds of fire. I I definitely picked the Texans to win this game. And the other thing, and with the quarterback talk, the other thing that happened in that game, you know, where you you got the Cardinals right, was um, the green bottle went down, and all of a sudden, Ritter is, like, resurrected. Ritter came in and played really well. (laughs) He he almost won it for him. So maybe Ritter's back in the conversation. I mean, as a quarterback. He sucks. 
He's young enough that it, that it could happen. He's awful. He's awful. He and Heineke's well. a Heineke's awful too. He didn't play that well. He ran in. He ran in a touchdown. So I mean, Heineke led them in passing with 55 yards. <laughs> he's, he still gave him a spark when he came in. Let's give Ritter a little credit. I mean, I don't think so, Senior. I'm sorry. He ran in the touchdown, but I mean, he played. They lost to the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, this, this is like two, two, two or three weeks ago, because of how bad their division is and what their schedule looked like, the Cardinals were like, I'm sorry, the, the Falcons were like minus 250 to make the playoffs. And it's tough, but they just can't beat anybody. They're, they're just not they're. It's like one of these teams that it's, it's, well, it's the quarterback. It's the quarterback play. It just you could see it with the Cardinals. The Cardinals had no quarterback. I mean, Dobbs was okay for them, but kind of fell off. But you put a competent quarterback on a team, and they're competitive. The Falcons uh, have a very good roster and just total incompetence at quarterback. They'll probably, I think, Heineke's injury is going to be pretty bad. So we'll 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 reconvene. We'll reconvene on this as the season goes on. Okay. Here's another thing that you might point at besides the quarterback. This might be another Black Monday situation. Oh, oh. yeah, Arthur, definitely. I think you could throw some of it at Arthur. You could justify firing him right now. <laughs> yeah. Mercifully, they have a bye week this week, but we'll check in throughout the season. We'll check in on on Ritter. There we go. Ritter's back. I mean, we, you've been why I know I know, I know compared to Mac, everybody looks good, but I but Dad, Ritter is not is no good, no good at all. I didn't say he was a star or anything. I just said he looked good in that game. He came off the bench and they thought they played better with him in there. He sparked them, sparked them right to the right to the right to their sixth loss. All right. Go. John, break the tie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not gonna. I can't defend Ritter. Uh, yeah, her, 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 Rogers looking good with the. Uh, no, that's not the tie his, I was talking his, about. Talking his about quarterback. Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> Rogers looking good with his quarterback analysis. I'm, I'm kind of seeing where he's coming from. But uh, as far as Cardinals Texans, yeah, I'll, I'll roll with the Texans and uh, CJ keeps rolling and and it's something that you pointed out, uh, uh, Roger. The, the the thing about Stroud is is you notice the decision make him boom 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 within. You know, one or two seconds, he, he either, you know, is going to either runs, throws it away, whatever. But he does. That's the big difference between him and uh, and and the uh, these Jamokes that, uh, you know, we talk about whether, you know, they're good or whether they suck. Like, you know, Jones, Wilson, et cetera. They, you know, they hold the ball too long and they, and they do stupid things with it. But uh, Stroud, you know, always makes the right decision, does it quick. Uh, that's the difference. And also got to give credit to a frequent uh, uh, contributor writer, uh, your boy, that uh, you know he was way ahead, saying, "Hey, let's just you know keep Kyler and go with uh, Marvin Harrison." I, I know that you know he said that. You know, you, you told me he said that like you know last week he's been saying, that. and now this week all of a sudden you see all these uh, you know experts, uh, ESPN guys, etc. You know, they're jumping on the, the bandwagon saying because. Yeah, they say it's very impressive, you know, sticking with the Cardinals because, because you see the the coaching, uh, you know, looks like they know what they're doing. Uh, you know, they got they got solid, uh, you know, line play and they, and they got some uh, playmakers there. They, they they could they could turn it around next year. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he he's a he's he is a huge Kyler person, but I think 
I think like like quarterback analysis, right? Like if I was running a team, it is such a crapshoot. Even the guys yeah. who are supposed to be great, like yeah. Trevor Lawrence, right, was the best, the best, the best prospect since Andrew Luck, and he has not been very good this year, right? And true that. And then I mean, when you get beyond like like the the, the sure things, like it's a crapshoot. Like look, like I mean. Like Bryce Young went ahead of C.J. Stroud this year, which, okay, it's only a few games into the career, but I'm pretty sure that's going to go down as not a great decision, <laughs> right? And then yeah. you look at you look at the Fields class, the Lawrence and Fields class, and, I mean, miss and miss and miss that yeah. if you have a guy, and Kyler was the first overall pick, and he's at least, I know he's been, he's flaky, and he's, you know, there are some questions about his durability, but like, like when he's on the field, he's at least proven to be a top, probably a top 12 quarterback in the league. Right. You could you could say he's pretty, pretty, pretty confidently he's a top 12 quarterback in the league. Do you have any guarantee that Caleb Williams is is going to be that? No. And then when you get beyond him, who the hell knows? Yeah. You could be you could very well you could very well trade Kyler Murray. You'd get a probably a second round pick for him or something. Right. And then you bring in Michael Penix, who is who turns into Zach Wilson or Mac Jones. And now now where are you? Right. That it's just like I think they they these GMs have to see that. Right. That you want the quarterback. But if you already have like a pretty good quarterback, it's not worth it. Like I think in Dallas, you have a similar thing. Right. People have called for Dak to for yeah. it, it, it could get worse. Yeah. Yeah, look, oh, Dak. Somebody talk, worse. Dak is a hell of a lot better than a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys that are out there. Yeah, that that's what uh, you know, the Giant fans are now running the tankathon, but you know, nobody knows. Like I said, it's a crapshoot whether it's you know these guys Drake May. You mentioned uh, Penix. He's he's already been he's already had like three uh, you know two or three surgeries. He's already been hurt, and uh, and you never know. Yeah, from and and yeah. also and, and Caleb, uh, he doesn't seem. Uh, um, he doesn't seem New York tough. Let's just put it like that, uh, from what I see. Well, he's got the whole. Yeah, who knows? They said he who wants part owner, part ownership yeah. of the team. He yeah, wants no part fact, ownership yeah, he, of the team. He, he seems like a OBJ number two. Yeah, pass on him. So <laughs> it's gonna be uh, yeah, it's gonna be a crapshoot no matter what. Who knows if any of those guys are gonna be better than Danny DeVito? Well, <laughs> Xavier. <laughs> uh, Sorry, John. That's all right. That's all right. I mean, we have the two. Like, we all we can do is laugh. We yeah, have to the, keep from crying. Sure, sure. But the two Joneses, you you have to say, like, for the guys who started the year as starters, are the two worst quarterbacks in the league. Our two quarterbacks. I don't think it's even really that close. No, and you know what? I would honestly, no argument with them, I would trade. I would trade Mac for Danny anytime. Yeah, you don't want that contract. <laughs> you don't want that contract. So. Okay, yeah, taking away the contract as far as player goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so keep, keep it things keeping things moving along here. We Please. have uh, we haven't even talked about it. Monday Night Football Super Bowl rematch, yeah. Billy at Kansas City, and I, I you know I think the reason we haven't talked about it is I'm gonna guess that. We all kind you know, like how much analysis is there for this game, right? I think. The, the one piece of analysis I will say is that I think you're going to see more, a little bit more of a defensive struggle maybe than people 
would anticipate based on what I've seen out of these two teams this year, right? Which is um, neither team's offense has been as high flying as last year. And both defenses are, are very good. So I see a relatively low scoring game and I see it. I mean, it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip game. If you like, if you bet on this game, I mean, how do you know, right? Like probably one of these teams is going to win the game by, th- by three points. Um, I'll take Kansas city at home, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have a ton of analysis on this game. I'm really looking forward to watching it and it could very well be a preview of the, of this super bowl. But I think we know what we're going to get here, John. Uh, and also another thing is uh, it, the, the, the urgency uh, isn't, is really there. Both, both, both of them are pretty secure. Uh, you know, KC with a three game lead and a Philly with a, with a two game lead. So uh, the the uh, urgency is isn't quite there as far as uh, you know, a must win situation. Both both these teams can, you know, they could afford a loss uh, here. But uh it it uh, I think it's just going to be like a Super Bowl, a, a tight game and uh I'll, I'll go with uh, KC with the uh, home field advantage to pull it out by a field goal. All right, senior. Yeah, what a treat. What a treat of a Monday night game. What a way to end the weekend it's going to be. But I'm going to go with a, a few a few simple analysis. The way what you, what you said about more of a defensive struggle, for what I see, I think the Kansas City defense has has been has been better than the Eagle defense. So you can kind of throw on that Eagle secondary. However, I I think the Philly offense has been better than the Kansas City offense. Now it's not the way you would have thought that this would go, right? If, if you would have started at the start of the season, but I'm gonna I'm gonna base it on two things. Then I'm gonna say home home field, and um, it's like a John D thing, you know. I'll go with the better defense. I hear that from John a lot. I'm gonna go with the better defense. So I'm taking the Chiefs in a close mm. game. Uh oh, clean sweep right. from the Chiefs. You know yeah. the deal. Well, that's the last thing we want. That's last <laughs> thing we want, John, is to positively <laughs> impact the Eagles. But here we are. Yeah. As long as they lose, when it counts. <laughs> All right, and then. Um, another game I'd like to talk about from this week that John and I were, were like, could, could not have been more wrong about. And it was pretty obvious from about five seconds into the game, <laughs> into the game oh, yeah. oh, was yeah. uh, ja- Jacksonville, San Francisco. So the Niners coming in on a, on a losing streak had not looked good. The, the Jags playing well and the Niners got um, Debo Samuel and Trent Williams back in this game. And uh, I'm, Amazingly, they looked like the Niners again. So um, I think especially the Trent Williams piece, John, oh that you, my God. you talked yeah. about. I mean, I, he, I think he, he really is the key to this team's success because they looked like the exact same team that just kicked the shit out of the, out of the Cowboys. And Jacksonville was never in the game. The Niners' defense really showed out. Just a, a total, total blowout where the Niners showed you that when they're right, there's not, if there's anyone better than them, they, they can at least hang with everybody and Jacksonville, you know, maybe not quite ready, not quite ready for the Uber prime time yet. This week we have Tennessee at Jacksonville, Tennessee. Will Levis came crashing back down to earth a little bit against a, a bad Tampa pass defense. Couldn't get anything done. Tough not to go with the Jags here. 
but senior as a, as a Niners fan, you must have been a Niners supporter, I should say. Um, you must have been uh, pleased with what you saw in that game. Uh, absolutely. You know, talking, that's the way you come out of a bye week, right? You had the bye week. You obviously straighten some things out. You make a big trade at the trade deadline. You get two important guys back on your offense. And boom, you look like the best team in the world again. They they played a great game. and They, they just buried them. So, man, look out for the Niners. They may have had that three-game losing streak. Maybe they got, you know, it was at a good time. You know, it's it's not who's it's not who's playing the best in October or in November. It's it's who's playing the best at the end of the year. And they this may be the beginning of them going on a run. They're really good. So, Niners, and I I will take the Jags to bounce back and beat Tennessee. And you like the Niners at home against Baker? Yeah, I think Baker's in for a rough one. All right, John. Yeah, I like the Niners and Jags too, but it, it, it but it also shows, uh, like you, t- you were talking about earlier about all the teams were, were like four or five wins in the uh, AFC, but that's more of like a even like mediocrity across the board. But as far as uh, the top teams, the, the it, it shows like the NFC is uh, is way more like like Philly. You go Philly, Detroit, San Francisco, and Dallas. And, uh, you know, as the top four teams, uh, you know, way more dominant than uh, than the top uh, the top of the AFC where, you know, outside of Kansas City. Uh, it, I think those four teams in the in the NFC are, are better than anybody besides uh, outside of Kansas City. So it, it, it's way more it's way more yeah. unbalanced at the top in the uh, in the NFC. Right. I mean, the NFC playoffs are going to be a real gauntlet with if those teams stay healthy, because. Yeah. Any, however you match those teams up, I mean, it's just fantastic. Like, you know, I mean, I know Dallas has lost to Philly and um, got beat up bad by the Niners, but and I, I know the Giants are not obviously have, having a down having a down year to say the least. And Devito never had a chance in this game, but I, I do think that Dak is play I mean he's really playing good football this year. Like I, I think it's great. You 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 have to you have to give him credit. And if he's you know if he can continue that, they can beat anybody. So like yeah. that's the team that that you would maybe keep out of that top four. But I think they I mean I agree with you, John. They can beat anybody on on, on a given day. And we'll just get it out of the way. Jacksonville, San Francisco for me and I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and pick the Cowboys to win in Carolina. I think Bryce, <laughs> I think Bryce Young's <laughs> in for a tough day. I'm assuming no one's disagreeing with that senior. You, you're looking no. to uh, be on be on Bryce Island. No, absolutely not. Talk about going through a soft time in your schedule. huh? But I think hey. it get, it get, but then it gets brutal for the Cowboys after that. The next three or four games, don't they? I think they play Kansas City and Philly and somebody else real good. Three three brutal games in a row. I don't have it in front of me. So they better enjoy themselves this week. And we'll see what they're made of. I, you know, I remember a time when we, we said on here that playing Denver was a soft, soft touch on the schedule. And you see how that turned out. So you never know. But Carolina really not looking good. Um, they have a real pitiful performance last Thursday against uh, Chicago. So um, probably a Cowboys win here. So taking a look at the schedule, we have Chicago at Detroit. So real quick, senior, um, you're 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 a big Lions guy too. So this was a real nice week for you. Their offense 
um, just move the ball up and down the field at will against the Chargers. The poor Chargers can't win a close game to save their lives. I mean, they, they I mean, they, they basically they played almost a perfect offensive game and still lost. It was, um, you know, but just a, ni- a nice performance by Goff and the Lions. And then they get even with Fields coming back. This is a bit of a shot, soft touch, even though the Bears did win last week. Um, any any way you see the Bears giving them a game here or, you know, the Lions just kind of stomp them? No, no. Roar. And in that in, in, in that that was a fun game because um, Justin Herbert really played out. He made some spectacular throws in that game. He was really on and then the Lions still beat him. You know, as, as we said, that one game for the Lions, it was, it was just one of those games. They really are a good team. You know, so we yeah, definitely even with Justin Fields back, I I don't see the Bears beating them. No way. The Lions are good. They're legit. I've got, I've got the Lions as well. John? Yeah, Lions all the way. And uh the key to that the key to the Lions beating the Chargers was uh, uh Coach Campbell out, out Staley uh Staley with the uh four for four on the fourth down. Yeah. Right but the last one especially was yeah. I mean, like I, I, I can see it. Like he, he kicks yeah. the field goal there. I mean, they they hadn't stopped the Chargers all day. Mm. So why why would you think you're going to stop them there, right? They kick the field goal on that fourth down. It's, but, I mean, it's still right. Like it's still a field goal ties the game for the Chargers. A touchdown wins if they get yeah. stuck fourth down. Now the field goal wins, but they probably weren't going to stop them. So it's basically uh-huh. two yards to win the game now when this team hasn't been able to stop us at all through the whole game i loved it i thought it was a good call the, the, thing the, was, the line is so good you know they just move people and they, so you can have the confidence to make calls like that they play to win the game yeah it was a great call by campbell yeah you hit it senior that's the big difference with, with campbell doing it as far as staley uh you know looking into his computer and, and doing it with the analytics or whatever right uh, it's, it's the feel of the game when, when uh you know the lions offensive line is dominant going against you know, weak defense. And when you control the line of scrimmage, you can go for, you know, you can make your fourth downs all day. So. Yeah. And they got, you know, they, they got their power back back with Montgomery running behind that line. And it's a great combination. That's a thunder and lightning combination, him and Gibbs. Man, they got a nice team. They really do. All right. Like and we you always say, John, the trenches, they're real yep. good. Both sides of the ball in the trenches. And we do have the Chargers heading to Green Bay. You know, on paper, the Chargers should win this game. I'm going to pick them to win this game. But this is the Staley era, and there's a real chance they lose this game. Um, the Packers stink, but the Chargers do tend to find a way to lose. But I'll pick I'll pick the Chargers. John? Yeah, Chargers. Senior? Chargers. All right, guys. I think we... I think we covered just about everything. Oh, Minnesota at Denver. So we we should talk about the Josh Dobbs story quick. So Dobbs picked up off off the scrap heap when Kirk Cousins went down. Um, Real, real nice story. They, they, they beat up on the Saints. They almost let him back in the game, but he played a phenomenal first half. Um, They've now won. Is it five in a row or six in a row, John? I think it's five, yeah. I thought they were not 0-4. No, I think think they go 1-4, yeah, so it's five. Five in a row for for the Vikings, right back in the the playoff mix. 
And this is a fun game because they're going to the very hot Denver Broncos. So Dobbs versus versus Wilson. I like Denver here. I'm on I'm on, I'm on the train. I'm on the train. I, I think their defense is playing much, much better. And Russ, you know, he might not be Seattle Russ, but if you look at his numbers, he's really having a, a, a bounce back year, a much better year. Minnesota's defense, not that good. So I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Broncos at home on Sunday night football in a game that looks a lot better now than it did a few weeks ago. Senior. Yeah, you know, you say Minnesota defense not that good, but also not that bad. You know that that defense isn't a joke anymore. They they they're not they're not the Cleveland Browns or anything, but they're a pretty decent defense. They're not getting stomped all over, and I I like the way the Vikings are growing. And screw this let's ride stuff. I'll take the Vikings. <laughs> all right, tiebreaker, John. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brian Flores uh, really has improved the, the Vikings defense. You know, they, they were a joke last year. And uh, unfortunately, uh, they, they caused uh, some team to overestimate the, their quarterback's value and hand them over $40 million because he uh, he rolled on a shitty uh, defense. But Flores definitely made a big uh, big difference with the, with that. But, but with all that, uh, I think the Broncos are on a little, a little roll. And they're, they're always, even when they're lousy, they're tough at home. But they're, they're getting a lot better, uh, you know. Uh, Peyton's a good coach. Uh, they're starting to figure things out. So I'm going to go with the Broncos and break the tie there. Let's ride. Yeah, let's ride. Uh, the, hopefully the, Vi- the Vikings aren't going to gift wrap it like the Bills did last week. <laughs> that was, I never seen a team give a game away in more, in more ways than one game. Yep. Yeah, that's what gets coaches fired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if you watched the game in Germany, but. <laughs> there, there was a we had a, we had a missed field goal. Was it thirty yard field goal? And then the uh, the old interception. Um, guys wide open yeah. under under threw a twenty yard pass by fifteen yards. It's a it's a tough one. Yeah, well, a bad a bad team giving away a game away is one thing, and a team that's got supposedly Super Bowl aspiration type talent just handing a game Agreed, over senior. like that is. Quite senior. I'm, ju- I'm just messing around. I, I, I completely <laughs> agree with you. All right. So we are here on the North South Connection podcast network where I have one other show. It talking is Docs, baby. Talking Docs with uh, Jennifer and Logan. Our newest episode dropped today, actually, today, Wednesday. So check that out. You'll enjoy it. John, anything? Yeah, we dropped the uh, Cronoso number 17 uh, about the Royal Rumble 1989. If you like uh, vintage uh, WWE. All right. And Senior, we know you're one one podcast guy. Monogamous. Podcast monogamy is what you have, Senior. So we appreciate that. I'm only on the best podcast. That's it. That's what we like to hear. All right. So everybody enjoy the week. We will be back next week. Enjoy, um, enjoy the primetime games and try to get through the Sunday, <laughs> the Sunday games. And, you know, the nice thing is it seems like every week there's at least a couple of very, very exciting games. So strap there in. We're heading, we're heading into the big playoff push here. And we are going to we're going to ride off into the sunset here. Close out the show. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's get to 500, baby. So for John and for Senior, I'm the Cowboy and I am out. Steelers still suck.